I knew it. Another Heard at Media production. It's all about attitude. Attitude. much for joining the Leah Ray podcast. I am so excited for this next guest. I'm literally obsessed with this guest. Her name is Rebecca Minkoff. She is a global brand in luxury handbags, accessories, and apparel. Her designs are edgy, playful, with a little bit of rock and roll. That's why I wore like this jacket. I tried. From rich leathers and suede with a beautiful sophistication and signature hardware, which really drew me to her... um, designs and the price points are just so amazing. It just, I'm obsessed. She was part of the costume department in high school. Um, she moved to New York city at only 18 years old to pursue her dream of becoming a fashion designer. Her first handbag was in 2005, which ignited Rebecca's career as a handbag designer and inspired her edgy feminine creations for the years to come. She's a female founder collective, a network of businesses led by women that invest in women financial power across socioeconomic spectrums. And she enables and empowers female-owned businesses, which is very important and dear to my heart because I am a female-owned business owner. And I'm so excited to welcome Rebecca Minkoff. Thank you so much for joining Thank you for having me. I was so excited when I saw you slide into my DMs. Oh my gosh, that's what I did to Sandy. <laughs> I slid in her DMs. That's how we met. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, well, clearly I'm a huge fan of yours. Um, literally, if Sandy and I are shopping, I, I am drawn to your designs automatically. And I always have to go. I have the backpack. I have your purses. I love it. I just, I love it. You're so talented. So thank you for coming oh, on. You. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you have the bags on display. I know. I tried. I tried really hard here. I got a lot of <laughs> stuff going on right now. But yeah, I'm very excited for you to meet Sandy too. I heard you guys are shows of uh, fans of Below Deck. And do you guys own a boat or do you like to go out? So we have taken three catamaran trips. Well, one was um, not a catamaran. It was a, I'm not going to say a yacht because that gives the wrong connotation, but (laughs) we did uh, a gullet in Turkey and then a catamaran trip um, in Greece. And then we just came back in June from Sardinia. Oh, nice. Um, And it's our favorite way to travel. And um, I love, I just, I love it. So we're, we're big fans. And then if I can get on a boat outside of that, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure that happens without a doubt. I mean, I, I promise you that. I promise you. I know. I don't, I, I mean, Sandy, she got me to love the maritime industry. I didn't really know a lot about it and how, what a special, amazing group of people it is. It's just a very unique family that yeah. we're actually going to go to the Monaco boat show this year for my 50th birthday. Um, you should oh my totally gosh. come. I mean, it's, I, I mean, sure. It's, I'll just yes. send you the dates. I mean, <laughs> you should totally come and hang. It's going to be really epic. We're going to go to the Buddha bar and hang out and go look at nice. some the big boys is in Monaco. The big toys are out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When we were in Sardinia, um, Jeff Bezos was had his his sailboat and his super yacht. And we were like, wow, we we're like uh-huh. the dinghy to him. <laughs> it's but okay. It's it was okay. crazy to see. We like dinghies, too. You know, it's all about the people in the dinghy and the people in the boat. And I have to say what drew me 
to you. I mean, obviously we are your designs. I'm very picky. I love that sophistication. I love things that look high end, but that I can afford, you know? Um, and you made that happen for myself. I'm a single mom, you know, and I just, I really loved your designs. Um, but it really is, I think what drew me to you was just who you are. You just seem so down to earth and beautiful and likable and you're, you're edgy, but you're not, not approachable. And you just really speak to so many different ages and genders and personalities. And it's really an amazing brand that you created. Well, thank you. It is not just me. There have been a lot of very, very, uh, I'm very lucky to have worked with and by some amazing women, two men, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah, it's, um, I think that, you know, when I started the brand, I couldn't afford high end, you know, I couldn't afford designer and and I thought, what can someone like me at 26 actually be able to purchase and still pay rent and eat? And the the irony is when I started the brand, I couldn't even afford my bags, you know, a $500 bag. So but that was getting closer to where it is today, which we have opening price points. So I think for me, it was about figuring out a way to make a woman look and feel special uh, without breaking the bank. I agree. You know, and your designs, I mean, I have so much stuff. I couldn't fit it all on this table, but um, I feel like I have a pretty good eye of fashion, you know, coming from the makeup artist industry and the beauty industry. And as a singer, I was a gospel singer 30 years and being around the entertainment industry, I feel like I have a pretty good sense and your bags are just beautifully designed. And then I'm so excited you have now apparel and all of that. Um, So when you were young, you know, um, how did you afford to start a brand for yourself? Like what what were the first steps that you took? Yeah, so um, I was making clothing to start off. Um, I had worked for designer. I had a five piece collection. It was tiny. And what really catapulted me was I had come back from, believe it or not, a boat trip. Uh-huh. And I liked how they had in the Caribbean had cut up the teeth on them and made them just more unique. And I, and I always hate coming back from a trip with like a, I love Barbados, you know, it just seemed oh, yeah. plain. Yeah. And so I started wearing, I think we were in Aruba or Bonaire. So I started wearing the shirt around and I was like, I, I want to represent my city. So I did that to a New York shirt and, um, through my sister and an actress thought and wanted it. I sent it to her on September 9th, 2001. She got it after 9-11 and she started, she wore it on Jay Leno and he asked her about the t-shirt on national TV. It was like this explosion and I was in all these magazines and this was pre-social media. So that was being in a magazine or being on TV really moved the needle. And, um, I just started making this shirt out of my apartment and I was fired from my job because she felt like I was focused too much on my own thing, which I was. Um, and, and I was not making any money by any stretch of the imagination, but I was making clothing and selling it. And that was all that mattered. And and so I, I kept at it. I was styling women on the side. Um, and I did that for about four years, making clothing, selling at local boutiques and styling for TV commercials and putting my clothing in the TV commercials, Mm -hmm. um, to hopefully get exposure. So it was really, a one and a half woman operation for a long time. And then that same actress came back to me and said, do you do bags? And I lied to her. And I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> I do. Good job. 
Yeah, you fake it till you make it kind of thing, right? But, you know what? You have to. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a lot of people do. And those are the ones that achieve success, I find. Yeah, but you have a gift. So even though you fake it till you make it, you actually like had a gift to go behind that, you know, because there's a lot yes. of hot messes thinking, you know, and you were just, you were gifted from the very beginning. Did it run in your family fashion or designing or it just came to you? Um, My mom made her like, off to her honeymoon dress um and we had a sewing machine that was my grandmother's and so my mom was the one to originally teach me how to sew but I wouldn't say that she's artistic in that way or that my dad is okay um so it wasn't you know I was just drawn to art and design and crafts at a young age and it was something I just loved my whole life that's awesome that's so awesome so I know me as a businesswoman um I was when I, I was married 20 years to a guy who handled all the finances and the income and and all of that stuff. So I'm rebranding my own self, launching into the, you know, more into the beauty industry. Um, and I'll be 50 next year. And I just want to encourage women that it's never too late and to really watch women like yourself. Um, even though, you know, I'm not in my twenties starting, um, it's, it's never too late. And it's all about the hustle and who you surround yourself with. Um, it does take a village to make things happen and the right people, the right time. Um, the business side was hard for me. Like I'm more of a creator and the image and the face and the hands-on person. Were you both or did you have to learn the business or did, how did that happen to grow your business? I was not good at business at all. Okay, I feel and much my better. co-founder, <laughs> yeah. I'm good at it now. Now, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm the best, but you know, I really leaned on my brother who became my co-founder and business partner. Um, I was like, well, well, you're here. I don't need to think about it, which looking back was a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and like seven years in, he said, you need to learn the business. Yes. He said, you can't just be in the back designing. This is a new language that you need to learn. So instead of picking up the Vogue's and bazaars at the airport, I started picking up ink and Forbes and uh-huh. fast company and really educating myself on that. And to me, I think, you know, I'm inspired by not knowing something and learning it. And so for me to understand the business has always been fascinating and getting good at that is a challenge I like having. So now I know a lot more, but, um, it definitely is not, did not come easy. Right. I totally get it because so many times I fear like money and finance and, you know, and I over, I work myself up and I think I'm fearful and I'm up, you know, have anxiety because I don't understand, I don't understand it. And so I think with fear, um, with with anything, it's just not understanding. And so I've been doing what you did and just educating myself and reading more and talking to many wealth managers and things like that. Um, and it just really, it just opens a whole other perspective on decisions that you make and, um, and, and all of that. Um, so, but who are some designers? Cause I love you, but, um, who are some designers that you like look to and that kind of inspired you? Um, I think that Alexander McQueen, when he was alive was incredibly inspiring, not for me to wear his designs, but this, the artistry and the craft and the innovation that he brought, uh, was it to me, it was like art more than actually, you know, sometimes wearable. Um, I think Isabel Morant is a gorgeous human and designer. I love her stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Mara Hoffman is really talented. Rachel Comey. 
I like a good denim. So Levi's mm-hmm. uh, is is probably my go-to. But I, I tend to gravitate towards female designers mm-hmm. because I feel like <clears throat> Tom Ford said something interesting once. He said, you know, as a man who doesn't have a period or has never had a child or doesn't have breasts, he has the same vision for a woman always and it's constant and it never changes. Oh, wow. But women, when they have babies and all the things that happen to our bodies actually are designing, I think for me, more in tune with what I'm looking for. Like I'll never fit into the Barbie and he designs, let's just say for the Barbie. Um, And so for me, I tend to gravitate towards female designers because I think they just know the changes and differences that that women go through. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I was that awkward kind of, you know, short-waisted, long legs. And I struggled with, you know, fashion a lot of the times. Um, and it, it can be really frustrating when you land on a designer that just understands a woman's body. It's, you just keep going to that same designer over and over and over. But um, yeah. yeah, so um, earlier we were, I was talking with Sandy and my daughter. Um, do you have, do you have children? You have children? I have four. You have four. And Natural, yes. Uh, naturally? Yes. Wow, good for you. I adopted my baby girl. She's 17 now. I adopted her, her at birth. She's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, yeah, she's amazing. But how do you juggle? Because I know I'm like, how do you juggle personal and business um, and balance that out? So I will say that each phase or era of of having a child and adding more presents different ways that you juggle it. You know, prior to having kids, I worked till midnight every night. I worked weekends. It didn't matter. I traveled relentlessly. And when I had my son, I I very much made the conscious decision that I wanted to raise him and be there for bath time and bedtime and had him brought to the office for feedings at noon every day. Um, And then I brought him with me for the first year of his life to Korea, to China, to London, to France. And that took it with with a nanny, but it, Mm -hmm. it took a toll on me. But I said, if I'm going to have a kid, I have to integrate him into my life. And so that I can be with him. Yes. And then you have another child and you're like, okay, we're going to do the same thing. Yeah. And you have a third and, and, and then I started testing my boundaries and I said, where's too much work? What, you know, what do I need to start saying no to? And then how do I build my bench? You know, it's my nanny. It's my husband, who's an incredible father, where there aren't divided roles within the marriage. If that's your job, that's your job. Um, And then in the office, with each kid I had, I had to staff up, you know, as the business was growing with different roles that I might need. You know, do I now, you know, I used to run an 18-person design team. Oh, wow. And now I have have one person that runs the 18-person design team. So, you know, it changes how you sort of focus your time and efforts. and. I think recently I've just been like, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no to an incredible opportunity because I don't want to leave. You know, I had an amazing opportunity to go to London um, a month after the baby, but he didn't have his passport yet. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You know, like I have to say no right now because I, I want these moments go so fast mm-hmm. and I don't want to miss them. Yeah. That's what I struggle so. with too is, um, you know, with Sandy, she's not really a mom and, you know, has always been like out at sea and doing her thing. And so with me now, it's like, you know, here's this teenager and, and it's great, but I get, I feel guilty at times. Now I have this whirlwind life with Sandy and we're always traveling and going places and I feel bad, you know, even though 
Lolo's yeah. doing her own thing half the time. But um, sometimes I have to say like, you know, well, why am I going? Like, <laughs> like I, you know, am I making money? Am I like, what's the purpose? You know, so I'm the why person. And sometimes Sandy yeah. says, just go, you know, can't, like just leave, you know? And I, so I guess now when you're heading into the fifties, me, um, you just start to think that way, you know, like your time is so I, valuable. Yeah. I think that way now. And I, I don't want this to sound weird, but, uh, I definitely go, what am I going to get out? If I'm leaving the kids, what am I getting out yes. of tonight? Yes. And I go into that event as almost like a mission, a the sonar of like, <laughs> you know, I'm on a mission that yes. if I'm leaving you, I'm coming back with a name, a contact, an event, yes. uh, whatever. Right. So the other night I left my kids, I was on this beautiful boat. Um, and I was looking around like, what did I leave my kids to go do? And when, when a conversation happened and someone said something and I was like, Oh, I've been looking for that resource yeah. forever. I was like, great. That's now it's worth it that I came out. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. And, and I think you have to think that way if you have priorities to make yeah. it worth it. Yeah. And especially when you're at your level, like it, I mean, to go from like the whole story about the t-shirt, the shirt you created and it just exploded and took off. And I think when you're at a level like yourself and like Sandy, you know, it, it just changes your life forever. And, and so, and everyone wants a piece of you and, you know, so you have to protect your own energy uh, of yeah. the people you surround yourself with and the people you go with no agenda are your true friends that love you, that, you know, you feed each other's soul. Um, mm -hmm. It's just very healthy. And then you can like go off and, you know, go to those boat parties and, and all of that, you know, it's, it's a lot. It could be a lot sometimes and draining and you have to really protect yourself. So I always say, so I lost my father to COVID unfortunately, and my uh, grandmother and my aunt. And after that happened, I thought, wow, life really is like, we really take nothing with us for sure. Now, yeah. of course I have to have these go with me, no. <laughs> but, um, but we really don't. And it's really the legacy and how we made people feel that is left behind. So um, what would be your, I know there might be a lot of things, but what would be your legacy that you would want to leave behind for your children and then for your, your fans? Great question. Um, I think that the legacy I would love to have made will be, again, I made a product in a bag that was there, there for pivotal moments within a woman's life. You know, when I meet my customer, she's like, I bought your bag, you know, when I went to college or I got your bag when I got my first job or my promotion or my divorce, right? These were the, this was the thing that was like the signal in my life that now I had achieved X. And so I love being part of those memorable moments, not to sound like a Pandora ad, no, um, I love it. but I, love I think it. that that's really fun. Um, and I think that if that made that woman feel stronger or empowered or confident, there's that side of things from the product side. I think from the work we do at female founder collective, hoping that the, the vast dent we need to make in women making more money and succeeding you know, I hope we can measure that by the work we're doing. Um, I know we can, but I hope that someone can do a, right. a very complicated study and, right. and show me. Um, or just even to hear that over COVID, you know, we let a cohort of 50 women through um, 
basically two months of learning how to raise capital. And this group of women has gone over to raise $50 million to fund their businesses. Like that's, that's something I'm truly proud of that we did at a time when businesses were shrinking and going out of business. Um, so I think that that would be a legacy, like more women made more money, more women felt more confident with my stuff. And then for my kids to just be like, yeah, mom was really present in our lives, but she also worked her fucking ass off. Right. Right. I love that. I love that so much. Um, cause I, I just feel like it is really what you leave behind like that. And I love the fact that, you know, my daughter's starting to borrow my stuff and she goes right to your bag automatically. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so great. And, um, so it's just even generational that you've created these designs to be passed down. And, um, and I think it's, I think it's beautiful. So, and I, Love that you are in most of all of your advertisements um, because you are your brand. You are the image. You are all of that. Um, if you ever get tired, I'm happy to step in for you. <laughs> and I can model your like bags for you. You know, hey, this is what 50 looks like. But um, I'm so honored you came on. Seriously, like I, I truly am honored. I'm sure you were hoping Sandy would be here too. We're going to definitely do that when she's back and I want you guys to meet her in person and I hope this isn't yeah, the last time, fun. you know, it'll be so much fun, but I'm really, really grateful that you did this with me. Um, of course. I'll, I'll, I'm very honored. So thank you so much. And You're I can't welcome. wait to, and you, and hopefully you get the shipment. We sent you a bunch of things. So hopefully yeah, you get I've been soon. looking, I've been tracking it and I can't wait because okay. I'm going to take as much as I can on my trip because I, I just, yeah, I'm very excited to see what, I open up to. Awesome. We'll keep in touch and thank you for having me. Attitude.